Previously on Thomas and the Bible, we had a really boring couple books as usual, and nothing happened. So I am going to talk very slowly to try to take up all the time I've allotted for the intro. And that's the intro. That was a really good full intro. Yeah, good job. Thanks, Harley, for that intro. Okay, <clears throat> so interesting announcement. Um, one of the, as you will know, from day numero negative 12, I took my Bible that I had, I bought a copy of the Bible on uh, Amazon. I still have that same copy. It's a little uh, a little messed up by now. But uh, I took the pages. I divided them by 260 because that was how many working days are in a Bible and, and uh, are in a year. And I, I wanted to do a, you know, episode a day for a working year. So it'd be like a Monday through Friday for a year. That was That was what I modeled this after. And, of course, my schedule changed from time to time, blah, 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 blah. But one thing I didn't count on was that when I switched to Old to New Testaments, and maybe this is good, there's like two or three blank pages before, you know, and they're numbered, unfortunately. Your pages are numbered. So uh, I I was going through and I was like, oh, is my New Testament count wrong? Because I, I counted one way versus another and one way it, I didn't, you know, I was, I took the blank pages into account. So, uh, basically what I'm trying to say is, yes, we are four episodes away from the new Testament, but that last episode is going to be nothing. There's no biblical content. So episode 197, I don't know what I'm going to do because there are no, I, it, it'll kill me to set off my schedule because I'm very fastidious about these things. Now I could make it 259 episodes, but that'll that'll really bug me instead of the 260 that I'm planned for. Or maybe I can find some good content. I did say I was going to do um it might be worth it to just preface the New Testament or say some things about the Old Testament or I don't know. I just well, I'm telling you this cuz let me know if you have some idea of what I should do for that show. Like if you're like, "Oh, Thomas should totally do this for that show." Um, I'd be happy to take suggestions, but, uh, mark my words, I will figure something out and it will be good. I'm not going to leave you guys hanging. Um, I'm going to make sure it's, you know, it might be some good research on parts of, you know, parts of the Bible. It'll be good content. Like I'm not I'm definitely, but if anyone had any things they would like, uh, or, you know, ideas or like, Oh, I wish you would talk about this or something. Uh, feel free to let me know in a comment, uh, Facebook message, email, whatever. I have a million different things. So just wanted to say that it was a surprise to me as I looked ahead a couple episodes. <laughs> yeah. So today we are on a minor prophet who is probably like not that minor. <laughs> so when all the 12 minor prophets were sitting in a room together, which never happened, but if they were, Zechariah could be like these other guys, you know, Zechariah and Malachi or Malachi, however you want to say it. They could be kind of, I think they'd be the kings of that room because there's a lot of minor prophets that should not even come close to existing. This one seems to have 14 chapters. That's, uh, 
that's 14 times the number of chapters some other prophets have had. So it's a, it's a little higher in the pecking order here. So that's kind of interesting. Um, but having said that, in doing research on it, uh, there's almost nothing interesting to say. <laughs> the uh, The book is supposed to take place 587 B.C. That's before Christ, in case you were wondering what that means. Um, and then there's some crap and crap. You know what I was thinking? Random thought, because since there's nothing to talk about with this minor prophet, um, I, I was thinking if it weren't for the spread of Christianity uh, and all that and all these things like the spread of Christianity, Judaism, I guess, to a certain extent, um, that made it basically the popularity of the Bible in, in our modern times. Would we even know – would anyone know what Jerusalem even was? Because I was reading about like, oh, this is around the time of the fall of Jerusalem. Actually, that's what it says. This book is uh, in a post-exilic world after the fall of Jerusalem, it says. And I was thinking like, oh, fall of Jerusalem, that's interesting. And I thought if if that was fall of any other country, fall of uh, Babylonia, I don't know, just some – Fall of uh, uh, think of another country. Fall that's minor. Fall of Canaan. You know, like fall. Just any other group at the time, you wouldn't even think about it. You'd just be like, oh, whatever. They must have died or something. Or you know, it's funny to think like I think even atheists like myself are sort of trained to think that Jerusalem is maybe not a like special people or place, but like. Significant, but I'm wondering how insignificant it would be. Like, what would we think of Jerusalem and Jews in general if there were no such thing as Christianity and none of this crap happened? You know, like they would just be another people. And there's lots of like little tiny, because uh, the Jewish population is not very big. I mean, maybe it's it might be a larger minority than some, I guess, but there are lots of, I mean, there are Native American tribes that are around that you don't know about i mean there there are all kinds of small groups of people that are uh that that you i wonder i would jews be just among one of those groups where you don't really even notice that they are that and you don't you know would they be like some specific ethnicity that i don't know about right now in my ignorant whiteness you know <laughs> i just want i was it was weird i've never thought of that so i wonder what that would be like it'd be interesting to if you could somehow perform that counterfactual and uh, see what it would be like. I, I wonder how much, you know, Jews were put at the center of a lot of stuff because of all, you know, all the importance people have given to the Bible and all that. I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's enough babble. Uh, now I'm going to attempt to do some sort of episode. Zechariah 1. In the eighth month, in the second year of Darius, came the word of the Lord unto Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, and the son of Iddo, the prophet, saying, The Lord hath been sore displeased with your fathers. Therefore say thou unto them, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Turn ye unto me, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will turn unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. Be ye not as your fathers, unto whom the former prophets have cried, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Turn ye now from your evil ways and from your evil doings. But they did not hear, nor hearken unto me, saith the Lord. Guys, what do you know? The Jews didn't do the right thing, according to the Lord. Your fathers, where are they? And the prophets, do they live forever? But my words and my statutes, which I commanded, my servants, the prophets, did they not take hold of your fathers? 
And they returned and said, Like as the Lord of hosts thought to do unto us according to our ways and according to our doings, so hath he dealt with us. Upon the four and twentieth day of the eleventh month, which is the month Sabbat, in case you were wondering, in the second year of Darius came the word of the Lord unto Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, the son of Iddo the prophet, saying, I saw by night, and behold, a man riding upon a red horse, and he stood among the myrtle trees that were in the bottom, and behind him there were red horses, speckled and white. What? Red horses, speckled and white. Interesting. Then said I, O my Lord, what are these? And the angel that talked with me said unto me, I will shew thee what these be. And the man that stood among the myrtle trees answered and said, These are they whom the Lord hath sent to walk to and fro through the earth. And they answered the angel of the Lord that stood among the myrtle trees and said, Well, first they yawned. Now I'm doing the horse sound. That's what they said. If only I could disguise every yawn as a sound effect of whatever is happening at the time. The problem is most of the time nothing's happening. So a yawn is actually a good sound effect for the Bible. Oh, what what was I not saying? Let's see. And they answered the angel of the Lord that stood among the myrtle trees and said, We have walked to and fro through the earth. I think I said that. And behold, all the earth sit is still and is at rest. Then the angel of the Lord answered and said, O Lord of hosts, how long wilt thou not have mercy on Jerusalem and the cities of Judah, against which thou hast had indignation these threescore and ten years? And the Lord answered the angel that talked with me with good words and comfortable words. So the angel that communed with me said unto me, Cry thou, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I am jealous for Jerusalem and for Zion with a great jealousy. I am very sore displeased with the heathen that are at ease, for I was but a little displeased, and they helped forward the affliction. Therefore thus saith the Lord, I am returned to Jerusalem with mercies. My house shall be built in it saith the Lord of hosts, and a line shall be stretched forth upon Jerusalem. Cry yet, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, My cities through prosperity shall yet be spread abroad, and the Lord shall comfort Zion and shall choose Jerusalem. Then I lifted up mine eyes and saw, behold, four horns. Oh, great, it's a sign in the form of stupid animal crap. You ready? (laughs) I said unto the angel that talked with me, What be these? And he answered, These are the horns which have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. And the Lord showed me four carpenters. And it was the the band, the carpenters. Then said I, What come these to do? And he spake, saying, These are the horns by which I have scattered Judah, so that no man did lift up his head. But these are come to fray them, to cast out the horns of the Gentiles, which lifted up their horn over the land of Judah to scatter it. Well, I didn't really understand that, but let's move on to Zechariah 2. I lifted mine eyes again and looked, and behold, a man with a measuring line in his hand. Then said I, Whither goest thou? And he said unto me, To measure Jerusalem, to see what is the breadth thereof, and what is the length thereof. And behold, the angel that talked with me went forth, and another angel went out to meet him, and said unto him, Run, speak to this young man, saying, Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls for the multitude of men and cattle therein. For I, saith the Lord, will be unto her a wall of fire round about, and will be the glory in the midst of her. 
Ho, ho, ho. Come for. Oh, it's just two. I just, I'm so. How do you see ho, ho and not say ho, ho, ho? Like, it's just. Santa always says three hoes. It's kind of weird. Why doesn't he just say ho, ho? Or like ho, 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 ho. It has to be three. It can't not be three hoes, or it wouldn't be Santa Claus. Ho, ho. What? Who is that guy? Who is the, who's that guy in all of the red outfit with the white beard? I don't know. That's I don't know who that is. Ho. Oh, it's Santa Claus. Okay, I I, I got that now. I, I didn't get it at first. Anyway, ho, ho, come forth and flee from the land of the north, saith the Lord, for I have spread you abroad as the f- <sighs> oh my God. as the four winds of heaven, saith the Lord. Deliver thyself, O Zion, that dwellest with the daughter of Babylon. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, After the glory hath sent me unto the nations which spoiled you, for he that toucheth you toucheth the apple of his eye. For behold, I will shake mine hand upon them, and they shall be a spoil to their servants, and ye shall know that the Lord of hosts hath sent me. Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion, for lo, I come and I dwell in the midst of thee, saith the Lord, and many nations shall be joined to the Lord in that day. And shall be my people, and I will dwell in the midst of thee, and thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts hath sent me unto thee. And the Lord shall inherit Judah and his portion in the holy land, and shall choose Jerusalem again. Be silent, all flesh, before the Lord, for he is raised up out of his holy habitation. This is really boring. Let's see if I can figure out what's happening here. So, uh, this begins with a preface. So, he's recalling the nation's history... Uh, guess, guess what, guys? For the purpose of presenting a solemn warning. Man, yeah, because we haven't had enough of those. Have there been any prophets that haven't been giving a solemn warning? Every single prophet does. There are no prophets that were like, hey, guys, good job. That's a uh, round of applause, everyone. I just want to say uh, my, my prophet, the point of my prophetship, um, I've been told by God, good job. <laughs> um, you know, uh, thumbs up. He said, uh, "Give give uh, Jerry over there a pat on the back." So I'm just holy, holy, holy pat on the back. Good job, Jerry. And that's it. I'm do- I'm done with my prophecy. That's it. That's that was whole. That was divinely inspired, and that's all he wanted to say. Just just in general, like good job, guys. You know, keep up the good work. You've been do none. No prophets are that. There's always so. Oh, ooh, things are gonna happen. You mark my words, everyone. Oh yeah, things might have been good back then, but no. I've, I'm going to have some holy visions. <sighs> I wonder if any of the prophets could have predicted how bored I would be by these books. <laughs> how many yawns. Zechariah 3. And he shewed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan. Even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel. And he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with change of raiment. Everybody loves raiment. (laughs) And I said, I must have made that joke before. (laughs) That'd be a good Bible, like, biblical sitcom. Everybody loves Raymond. Uh, And I said, let them set a fair mitre upon his head. 
So they set a fair mitter upon his head and clothed him with garments. And the angel of the Lord stood by. And the angel of the Lord protested unto Joshua, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, If thou wilt walk in my ways, and if thou wilt keep my charge, then thou shalt also judge my house, and shalt also keep my courts, and I will give thee places to walk among these that stand by. Hear now, O Joshua the high priest, thou and thy fellows that sit before thee, for they are men wondered at. For behold, I will bring forth my servant the branch. Hmm. That's like capitalized like a proper name. Bring. I, I'm going to Google this. Bring forth my servant the branch. Bring forth my servant the branch. What the hell does that mean? My servant the branch. Uh, just if you're a high priest, there's a sign. Is it a, it's just a sign, maybe? Servant the branch. I wonder if that's like a part of the prophecy for Jesus or something. Interesting. I don't know. It doesn't, I can't really, sorry, I'm not going to waste any more time finding it. Uh, for behold, the stone that I have laid before Joshua, upon one stone shall be seven eyes. Behold, I will engrave the graving thereof, saith the Lord of hosts. I will remove the iniquity of the land in one day. In that day, saith the Lord of hosts, shall ye call every man his neighbor under the vine, under the fig tree. And that's the end of Zechariah 3. Zechariah 4, I'm sure, will be way different and totally awesome. And the angel that talked with me came again and waked me as a man that is weakened, wakened out of his sleep. Hmm, that's an excellent description. Let me let me play that back for you guys. Well, an angel, he uh an angel woke me up. How did he wake you up? Uh well, I'll tell you how he woke me up. It was like kind of like as a man is asleep and then he's wakened. <laughs> Duh, like that. Okay, and more questions. Anyway, I'm talking talking to this angel, all right? He woke me up, kind of like how people can wake up, you know? It was like the weakest. He didn't even, he was like, that was like a note for him to write something in later. He waked me as a man that is wakened out of his sleep. Wow, that's really descriptive. That's poetry, people. And he walked as a man would walk. <laughs> and he said unto me, what seest thou? And I said, I have looked, and behold, a candlestick all of gold. Oh, great. So here's this famous tradition, I suspect. Uh, I don't even know. I, I just It's so easy to predict, guys. I guess either one of two things. Either I'm a genius, or this book's incredibly predictable. Now, I'll give you a hint. It's, I'm not. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, so I'm guessing this is going to be one of those things where he sees a vision and it's like, oh, there's a fork, but then there's also a pear, and then there's a branch with three leaves on it, and then there's a golden like olive, and then an acorn that's silver, but then the acorn will be, you know, Israel, and then this, the golden olive is actually Egypt, and like it's just going to be some just ridiculous thing like that that means absolutely nothing and does nothing to elaborate on the, you know, on the whatever story he's trying to tell. So that's my guess. We'll find out if I'm a genius or if the Bible is predictable or if neither. 
Um, let's see. And he said to me, what's he out? And I said, I have looked. And behold, a candlestick, all of gold, with a bowl on top of it, and his seven lamps thereon, and seven pipes to all the seven lamps, which are upon the top thereof. Hmm. And two olive trees. Let me guess. At the end, it's going to be like, yeah, I just wanted to kind of smoke a pipe with a candlestick. That'll be, <laughs> that'll be this big thing. And the guy's like, what does it mean? And then the angel's like, nothing. I just set out that I set the table. I, that's, I put a candlestick there and there's some, a bowl and it doesn't mean anything. I was just wondering if you saw that I put some effort into setting the table and two olive trees by it. One upon the right side of the bull and the other upon the left side thereof. So I answered and spake to the angel that talked with me, saying, What are these, my lord? Again, I just uh, setting the table and then I thought I'd plant some olive trees because, um, I don't know, the environment or something. I don't know. Then the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, Knowest thou not what these be? And I said, No, my lord. Because I'm a dummy who hasn't read any parts of the Bible before. I don't know that this is going to be some complicated analogy for no reason. Then he answered and spake to me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord God of hosts. Oh, duh. That was, that was my next guess. Who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel thou shalt become a plain. And he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of his house, and his hand shall also finish it. And thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts hath sent me unto you. For who hath despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven they are the eyes of the Lord, which run to and fro through the whole earth. Then answered I and said unto him, What are these two olive trees upon the right side of the candlestick and the left side thereof? And I answered again and said unto him, What be these two olive branches, which through... Did I not call this or did I not call this? This is exact... I mean, I promise you I didn't read this ahead because it's a minor prophet and there's no point. So I, I totally called this. Then answered I and said to him, what, yeah, and I answered again and said unto him, uh, man, sorry, it's so repetitive, I lost my spot, uh, through two golden pipes, empty the golden oil out of themselves. And he answered me and said, knowest thou not what these be, <laughs> idiot, do you not see? <laughs> and I said, no, my lord. And he said, well, I, I don't either, actually, I was hoping you knew. <laughs> no, these are two anointed ones that stand by the Lord of the whole earth. That's it? That's it. That's all they are. All right, cool. Well, it's your book, man. If, uh, sure, sure. If Zechariah, if that's how you uh, want to write your book, yeah, I'm not going to stop you. It's not a choice I would make. That's not how I would write it. Then I turned and lifted up mine eyes and looked, and behold, a flying roll. And he said unto me, what seest thou? And I, J just tell me what it is. I don't know what, it's a flying roll. What? I don't know. Oh, that's my, the king of the, I, I don't know. It's a flying roll. What? The length thereof is 20 cubits, and the breadth thereof 10 cubits. Then he said unto me, This is the curse that goeth forth over the face of the whole earth. For every one that stealeth shall be cut off as on this side according to it, and every one that sweareth shall be cut off as on that side according to it. I will bring forth, saith the Lord of hosts, and it shall enter into the house of the thief, and into the house of him that sweareth falsely by my name, and it shall remain in the midst of this house." and shall consume it with the timber thereof, 
and stones thereof. Then the angel that talked with me went forth and said unto me, Lift up now thine eyes, and see what is this that goeth forth. And I said, What is it? And he said, This is an ephah that goeth forth. He said, Moreover, this is their resemblance through all the earth. And behold, there was lifted up a talent of lead, and this this is a woman that sitteth in the midst of the ephah. And then he said, This is wickedness, and cast it in the midst of the ephah, and he cast the weight of lead upon the mouth thereof. Then lifted I up mine eyes and looked, and behold, there came out two women, and the wind was in their wings, for they had wings like the wings of a stork. Those are good wings. And they lifted up the ephah between the earth and the heaven. Then I said to the angel that talked with me, Whither do these bear the ephah? And he said unto me, To build it an house in the land of Shinar, and it shall be established and set there upon her own base. Mm. Wait a minute. Wasn't I on? Hold on. I think I skipped. Oh, no. Okay, I'm on five. All right, Zechariah 6. That one went pretty fast. And I turned and lifted up mine eyes and looked, and behold, there came four chariots. Oh, good. More things that mean things for no reason. Awesome. Okay, good. More guessing, more meaningless guessing. Just show me the literal things. This does not add anything. It doesn't say, ooh, I see a pencil. What is the pencil? Ooh, well, that's a fork. And I already used fork. Damn it, I kind of ruined that joke. Oh, what's that cow over there? Ah, that cow stands for uh, the salvation. Of, just It doesn't add anything to it. What does it add? Jeez. Anyway. Uh, and the first chariot were red horses. Oh, that's going to mean something, guys. Are you ready for that? And in the second chariot, black horses. Ooh, in the third chariot, white horses. In the fourth chariot, uh, more white horses. No, 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 actually. Grizzled and bay horses. Then I answered... Because I don't know anything ever. And I said unto the angel that talked with me, What are these, my lord? And the angel answered unto me and said, These are the four spirits of the heavens which go forth from standing before the Lord of all the earth. The black horses which are therein go forth into the north country, and the white go forth after them, and the grizzled go forth to the south country. And the bay uh, went forth and sought to go that they might walk to and fro through the earth. And he said, get you hence, walk to and fro the earth. So they walked to and fro through the earth. Then cried he upon me and spake unto me, saying, behold, these that go toward the north country, north country fair, winded heavy on the borderline. I can't read north country, not stars. Have quieted my spirit in the north country. I, again. And the words of the Lord came unto me, saying, Take of them the captivity even of Heldai, or Jobai, or Jedediah, which are come from Babylon, and come thou the same day, and go into the house of Josiah, the son of Zephaniah. Then take silver and gold, and make crowns, and set them upon the head of Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, and speak unto him, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts." Saying, Behold, the man whose name is the branch. Oh, this again. So the branch is like a guy's name. It sounds like a wrestler, maybe, like a pro wrestler. The branch is coming for you now. I don't know. I, I, what, what else is the branch? And he shall grow up out of his place, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. And he shall build the temple of the Lord, and he shall bear the glory. And it shall, Oh, guys, what if the branch is Jesus? Yeah. And then he, cause he's going to build the temple and do all the stuff. It's, it's a sign. 
And the crown shall be to Helam and Tobijah, or Tobijah and Jedediah, and Hen the son of Zephrael, for a memorial in the temple of the Lord. And they that are far off shall come and build in the temple of the Lord. And ye shall know that the Lord of hosts hath sent me unto you. And this shall come to pass if you will diligently obey the voice of the Lord a your God. Zechariah 7. <clears throat> me, 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 me. Uh, and it came to pass in the fourth year of King Darius uh, that the word of the Lord came unto Zechariah in the fourth day of the ninth month, even in Chislew, when they had sent unto the house of God, Sherezer and Regimelech and their men, and to pray before the Lord, and to speak unto the priests which were in the house of the Lord of hosts, and to the prophets, saying, Should I weep in the fifth month, separating myself as I have done these so many years? Then came the word of the Lord of hosts unto me, saying, Speak unto all the people of the land, and to the priests, saying, When ye fasted and mourned in the fifth and seventh month, even those seventy years did ye at all fast unto me, even unto me. And when ye did eat, and when ye did drink, did ye not eat for yourselves, and drink for yourselves? Should ye not hear the words which the Lord hath cried by the former prophets, when Jerusalem was inhabited and in prosperity? and the cities thereof round about her, when men inhabited the south and the plain. And the word of the Lord came unto Zechariah, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Execute true judgment, and shew mercy, and compassions to every man his brother. And oppress not the widow, nor the fatherless, nor the stranger, nor the poor. And let none of you imagine evil against his brother in your heart. But they refused to hearken, and pulled away the shoulder, and stopped their ears, that they should not hear. Yea, they made their hearts as adamant as stone, lest they should hear the law and the words which the Lord of hosts hath sent in his spirit by the former prophets. Therefore came a great wrath from the Lord of hosts. Therefore it has come to pass, as he cried, that they would not hear. So they cried, and I would not hear, saith the Lord of hosts. But I scattered them with a whirlwind among all the nations whom they knew not. Thus the land was desolate after them, and no man passed nor returned, for they laid the pleasant land desolate. Desolate. <laughs> I said desolate. That's all, that would be a good word. All right, well, that concludes our reading for today. I want to do a couple things. I want to first thank my patrons so much, because you guys make the world go round. Oh, wait, no, you don't make the world go round, actually. That just how the... the you know, how the solar system was created, uh, or sorry, not created, how it came to be. That's what makes the world go round because just, you know, matter spinning and all that. But you do make this podcast go round. I, I would have to say, definitely. That's, that's not controversial among scientists, actually. You very much make this, this podcast go round. I want to thank, I think I have a new one. Let me see. Do I have a new one? Oh, no, I didn't. Someone just edited their pledge. All right. Well, I don't have any new uh, pledgers. Well, you can go to patreon.com slash tnthebe, the all one word, and you can pledge and be a supporter of the show. And I would greatly appreciate that. Just like Marcel has done, just like Sarah McPike, just like Scott McFarlane, just like Charles Bangweiner, John Bodley, Tom Chambers, Brian Gareford, Lee Primesberger, John P., David Vanderblies, Travis Peterson, an honorable mention, of course, to Tor Melkovic and Eroberto. I love you guys. Thank you so much. And here, I hope you're still listening. No one tune out because I want to tell you, um, 
There are many reasons why you might not be pledging on Patreon, and that's okay. I'm sure they're all good. You don't have the cash or you just don't want to. No big deal. No pressure on that. But I I will say if you don't have the financial capability or will to pledge on Patreon, which again, I I understand, might you at least consider going to thomasinthebible.com and when you want to buy something on Amazon, just click the link that's there because they give a you know a small percentage, and it's not much, but it's sort of the same. If you spend a little bit of money on Amazon, uh, it sort of ends up being the same as like a pledge, and it costs nothing for you. So all you have to do is go to thomasinthebible.com, click on that Amazon link that's to the right, and then just buy something from there. Next time you're gonna, be, who doesn't shop at Amazon? I do all the time. Uh, but I don't think it counts when I buy stuff, but I, I wish it did. Uh, so that's just a way you can support the show for no money to you. I mean, if you're buying something at Amazon already, just do that. It, it'll, it will really make me happy. It'll support the show. Uh, everything still goes to costs that I'm paying off for all the gear that I bought and all that. And, and if that ever gets paid off, then I'll take a morsel for my uh, personal uh, efforts. But uh, we'll see if that ever happens. But it's okay. Either way, I appreciate you guys so much. I love you and... I am excited to get to that new testicle. Oh, yes, I said it. All right, uh, that's it from me here at T and the B. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs>